Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 299 for the week of March 22nd, 2014. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with RP Gamer's best and brightest, or at least those who were just willing to show up today. First off, my beautiful wife, Anna Marie Privetier. I wasn't willing to show up today. Who? I wasn't willing to show up today. But you did show up. Yeah. You were willing. Yeah. Or are you here against your will? Yeah. Uh-oh. Don't report me, people. Also here from sunny California, Emmanuel Marino. That's sunny. It's cloudy. It makes oh. me sad. Perpetually sunny, uh, cloudy California. I'm sad. You're sad? Okay. I'm sorry that you're sad. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll do my best to keep some energy in the show this morning because everyone's asleep still. All right. So first off, we've got what we've been playing, and I'll kick you off. I finished Castle Doombad on my iOS device. None of you care, but it's a really cool little tower defense like My Life as a Dark Lord. I really liked it, and everyone should go play it because it's fun to kill heroes when they try to invade should, the castle. Should, should. I don't like shoulds. Well, shoulds I'm are sorry. Dirty words. Would you recommend it to people who? Who would you recommend it to? That I think that's better than a should. A should is just, if I were you, I would do this. But you're not me, so who would uh, you recommend? I recommend it to people who like plants versus zombies, who like um, the, uh, what was the one on the PSP where you played as the Dark Lord, and had to build the dungeons to kill all the heroes before they got to you. Uh, it like Dark Holy Lord Bad Man, except they changed the name or something. I forget what they changed okay, it to. Okay. Yeah. Holy Bad Man. Um, I forget what it was. <laughs> Free to play? Mm-mm. Um, it costs like two bucks, and then there's no real reason to buy transactions after that. So... Um, I've still been playing lots of Pirates of the Caribbean on my browser. None of you care. And I downloaded and played, thanks to a wonderful recommendation from my lovely wife, A Dark Room on my phone. And the name of the game is... It's A Dark Room. So this is a game that's kind of built like Candy Box, where you don't have a lot of options in the game. You just press a button for a while, and then you kind of explore what you're able to do in the game as you progress through the game and make progress. Um... Took me 211 minutes to beat because <laughs> it gave me a counter at the end. And I thought it was a fun little experience and a story that went in directions I did not expect. <laughs> um, Anna, you're playing it now too, right? Yep. Uh, what do you think? My slaves aren't working hard mm. enough. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one was free, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. You downloaded it. I thought it. it was free. Um, I know this was on the web for a while, too, so you don't have to get this on iPhone. So just search for A Dark Room. You can play the, the browser version of this as well. Yes, Holy Invasion of Privacy, Badman. What did I do to deserve this, my lord? That was the name of the game on the PSP. Thank you. I could never get that game to play well, so I like these Castle Doombad type games better. They're a lot easier to manage. Um, Yeah. And I've been playing a lot more Binding of Isaac. That game has me uh, kind of um, addicted. So I keep playing more challenges in it and getting further and further, which is weird because I'm kind of done with the game, and yet I keep playing it. And that's a good sign for the game, but a bad sign for my time. Um, I also have been setting up a new um, Warlock in World of Warcraft. Not that any of you care. And... 
I don't. It's been two weeks since we had a show. That's right. Last week I had a I had a conference I had to go to, and it just just canceled the show to make time for everything. Um, and I'm sorry about that. I know some of you guys really get upset when we don't have a show every week, but we're here this week. Uh, Manny, do you have some time to play stuff? Oh, I'm not done with you yet, man. Oh, I got go some ahead. Hit me. For hit you. me. Hit me. All right. So, uh, any updates on the expansion to Shadowrun? No, <laughs> I have not okay. started it yet. But did you download it? Oh, yeah. Ago? Yeah, it's all downloaded. It's all okay. ready. How about, how is Assassin's Creed treating you? Uh, it's mocking me from across the room every time I walk past my PS4. Have you been enjoying your PS4 at all? No. Wait, we is watched that- something on Netflix on it. No, that wasn't. We watched Yes Man via Amazon Instant Video on our PS4 the other night. Okay, so it's getting that. used. By the way, Yes Man is a really good movie. So it seems like Anna's the one who's getting most of their, the use out of the PS4, right? Uh, no. She's been playing PS3 games and streaming them. Oh, I the thought she was using is... the PS4 streaming to get all that done. No, no. Oh, Elgato. We have an Elgato game, stream, game capture HD. How do stream PS3 games on the PS4? I didn't know you were playing PS3 games. Okay. PS3 games can't be streamed on the there PS4. There are no RPGs on the PS4. Yeah, so Anna's trying to stick to RPGs for streaming, and yeah. So that makes it hard on the PS4. You know, because the only time I checked in on you playing was when you were when uh, Chris whatever was played uh, some PS4 games and I was chatting with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's okay. the last time I checked in, honestly. All right, cool, cool. So, Anna, speaking of your PS4 three streams, what have you been streaming? Um, I just started a new one because it's actually been two weeks since I streamed. <gasps> So I started Atelier. And apparently if, I, if someone watched you during the stream, they could win some cool yes. stuff. So we gave away a copy of Atelier Totori. And we really liked doing it. It was Nix and I. And we had, on top of the game, we had a really good discussion about the Atelier series in general and things to anticipate and how the trilogy worked together. Because I, I started with the second out of the three games. And um, so she kind of hopped on and we discussed the series and what I missed out of Verona and what has changed between Totori and Maruru. And so it was really good. We had a huge audience the whole time. And yeah, we gave away a copy of Totori and uh, we liked it so much. We think we're going to do some more Freebie Fridays where we give away more games. So, so if I missed the stream the first time, can I still watch it? Yeah, it's going to be up on YouTube. Cool. Um going to do that today. I yeah, because it sounds like you guys had a good discussion. Even if you missed it, you might still want to watch it. You could also yeah. check it in the Twitch archives in the meantime. Yeah. So. The Twitch archives have some like pre-discussion stuff because we had some technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> so you can also make sure that everybody can hear Sam and watch me switch streaming programs and stuff. But that'll be cut out of the YouTube video. So that you get a just the good experience. And then um, I was gone last week, so I played Atelier Annie on the plane and in the hotel room. And then <laughs> when I got back, I stole your copy of Bravely Default. You did! You stole it and you kept it until you beat it. Yep. I finished there you my- go. Quick podcast review. Hit us. Too long. 
seriously, the game... <laughs> That's it. Two words. Too long. Yeah, the game is too long. I mean, the first four chapters are amazing. Unbelievably good. And then the plot kind of goes tip over tail. And that's okay, but it starts to drag really Here, like, essentially you you beat the game and then you have to go back and do it all over again? That's not entirely accurate, but it's not entirely inaccurate. But there is a fair amount of repetition, and I think that's what makes it dragged. I would have liked if they had decrease the number of repetitions and yeah like you keep fighting the same bosses over or same dungeons or just you know just the same stuff again and again reusing content right and i mean i think it would have been good if they had cut like two of the chapters and maybe four or five of the jobs yeah and i think that just would have made a tighter experience that's a problem with a lot of. It was remember uh, Devil May Cry Four, where those bosses were great the first time. <laughs> Neither of us have played impact. Devil May Cry Four, Manny. <laughs> no, no, but I'm sure you guys don't remember. Like everyone was talking no. about, this. even this was in the time when the One Up show, and everyone was like, the big criticism was, is that the bosses were interesting and fun the first time, but maybe like less so the third time that you fought the exact same boss. <laughs> so yeah, it, it does suffer for some repetition, and I, it's not bad. It just could have been better. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much it for the last couple of weeks. You've been weeks. playing iOS stuff. Less um, de- less Legend of Mystic Wiz. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quiz game. <laughs> yeah, I showed it to you. Yeah. You have creatures that are either fire, electric, or water. It's and- Puzzle and Dragons where the battle system is answering trivia. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like little bulbs and it's like this one is water and this one's half water half electric and it depends on which creatures you'll activate and um the more types it activates the harder the question is but i mean even some of the easy ones are obscure for me because sometimes it's like what was the 21st president of the united states i don't even know it's chester a arthur and i know that because i watched die hard Mm, that's funny that's probably why that question is in there. <laughs> I have a feeling that, you know, just one dude had the job of making all those questions for the U.S. version. Right. So, and I mean, it's cool. Some of the questions are actually cool because it's like, put these Final Fantasy spells in order from yes. weakest to strongest. I got that one. Yeah, I did too. Fire, Fyra, Faraga, Faraja. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the only, the one that stumps me is like, put these celebrities in order of age. And I'm like, oh, oh, so. I got one that was like, put these concepts in order of, of, of historical, uh, in order, in order, you know, um, the concept of a city state, <laughs> Rome conquering something or other. Yeah. And it's like, what? I don't know history like that. <laughs> city state precedes Rome yes. conquering. Apparently. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got that wrong. So I know that now. <laughs> And I thought about it. It's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that you'd need a city-state first, wouldn't you? Yeah. Athens was a city-state. Yeah, 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 yeah. So was Sparta. This is Sparta. They should make a game about Romans and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Um... Excuse me. Um... About... About what? 
Sparta? How <laughs> you said they should make a game about Romans or something? That would be cool. Romans. Wait, they have. Didn't they? Name 20. Wait. About Rome that <laughs> Name 20 games. How about Rome Total War? No, I was Rome, joking. Total War is one of the most overused tropes in video games. It's like no, me right. saying, like, oh, they should make a game about World War II or something. Hmm. That'd be interesting. They should make a game about Barbie. No, wait. They have. Oh. You know, there was a giant bomb quick look about a Barbie game. Oh. I just found something that Nick's seat needs to have. Dead air. Yeah, sorry. It's an extra life prize follow-up in my email that I thought was disabled. So you know that thing where I was going to disable messages for two weeks? I mm-hmm. forgot to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and nice. we just had two weeks where it would have been perfect <laughs> to have messages disabled. Well, Fox said that he changed some of the settings so that you should have gotten less spam. Um, uh, <laughs> Guess not. Well, maybe instead of 500 messages a week, it's down to 250. Hey, that's an improvement. Maybe. I'm not sure of that, though. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So, uh, what was I going to ask? I was going to ask Manny what you've been up to. Also, <sighs> Shadow 4699 can only find 10 games about Rome. Oh, man. There's tons. You got stuff like. Okay, let me think. I can name five of the top of my head. There's Legion from Slytherin, uh, Rome, Total War, Rome 2, Total War. There's the Rise, Son of Rome. There's that Capcom Gladiator game. Well, you were a Roman. Okay, that's five. Let me see six more. Uh, I know there's more. There's that bad. Anyway, okay, so what have I been playing this week? Uh, wait, I was asking you. Yeah, I'm just getting back. Oh, okay. So this week. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's been about two weeks. Have you guys played The Room? The first one? Yeah. Yeah, so I finally got around to playing that. Oh, you're ready for the second one. Yeah, I played The Room and it's epilogue. If you don't know what that is, that's a we game on iOS it. and Android where you're just dropped into a room oh, and you're sorry. given a box, this sort of puzzle box, and you just manipulate it. Well, I was thinking, like, this is exactly what a game on the platform should be. It's designed for a touchscreen tablet device. It's It feels tactile, even though it's just a touchscreen. It's everything you do is sort of, like, moved levers, slide open drawers, like... Like, it feels really physical, even though... No, because you're directly interacting with the box. You know, you're rotating the box, you're opening the box, you're figuring out the puzzles. There's not a lot told to you, sort of just, well, figure this out. If you really need to help... Yeah, it's if very really mist-like need, in that manner. Yeah, that's good. If you need, And if you need helps or hints, you know, there's a question mark in the corner, but it's easy to ignore and easy sort of figure out on your own. It's not the longest experience, but that, that's fine. It's like a solid three hours, you're done, you're in, you're out... But it was a good, interesting experience. It made me go like, "Yeah, you can make interesting, unique games for this platform that are that feel designed for it and feel better because they are on the platform." Cool. Like, yeah, you. you what did you think of it when you played the room? Uh, we really enjoyed it. Um, we thought that. No, I think yeah, we just kind of enjoyed the pure puzzle-solving experience of that. And it was good. It could maybe use. 
uh, I, I like the teasers of the story and would like some more follow up on that. But we haven't finished the room two to kind of see whether or not that was paid off there or not. So I could care less if the story gets paid off. They just satisfied me. It was enough. They created sort of like Cthulhu esque, like a sort of mystery and intrigue. And honestly, that was enough to keep me going. But I was really there just for the puzzle and the atmosphere. So, you know. Sort of like if you watch Lost for the ending, you're going to be disappointed. But if you watch it for the experience in the back and the flashbacks, then you're you're still a fan. Ah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't really care how it ends. So far, it was an interesting and fun experience. Cool. Cool. All right, that's it. All right. Just kidding. Did you not read the front page of RPGamer.com? No. What's going on? <laughs> Manny is stunned. Hold on. I'm going to go there right now and, okay. and, and show him my shock, awe, and admiration for his new... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I have a feeling. No, I don't. I don't see it. Um, uh, mm. Where Where should this be, Manny? The very first item. Impression Shin Megami Tensei OA. Oh, yeah. Look at you. You wrote an impression of SMT for iOS. Yes. You played a, a game that was recently released for the first time in like eight months. Except that it came out like two years ago in Japan. We're not counting then... that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for those of you unaware, this is Atlas sort of surprise released uh, the original Shin Megami Tensei on iOS. Uh, the game originally came out in 1992 and then it was remade in 03 as a Game Boy Advance game and then ported to iOS in 2012 in Japan and then finally localized to North America uh, last week. So then this is the first localization ever of the game. First time it's ever been in English officially. Unfortunately, though, all those dates I was mentioning, yeah. that sort of adds up to a lesser experience. Because oh. in many ways, it, every, every one of those dates I mentioned, it feels like that. It feels like a game that was made in 1992 that was mildly upgraded in 03 for the Game Boy Advance and then ported to iOS in Japan at a time when it was enough just to throw your game on a platform and throw virtual buttons on top. Hmm. Actually, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it goes further than just virtual buttons because if you played in a portrait mode, what happens is that the top half of the screen is about the size... It's somewhere between the size of a Game Boy Advance screen and a Game Boy Advance micro screen. And underneath you have a fake virtual Game Boy Advance where you complete with the D-pen buttons and the left and select screen. I mean the left and right trigger buttons, select and start. It's really weird. Like the experience of playing this game in, a portrait, um, in portrait mode is very much like the experience of playing it. an old Japanese feature phone game before smartphones came out. Do you guys remember how... Japanese future phones were like the envy. Yeah, this is why we hated mobile gaming, because it would never come out here. That's what this feels like. It feels like someone took a feature phone, a Japanese feature phone game, and just put it on the touchscreen. So, like, my experience playing this one is that because it's just a Game Boy Advance game with virtual buttons, it made me, whenever I had to reference the map, it always felt like, ugh, I wish I could, I wish this map was better. I wish I could zoom in. It's, 
like I said, it very much feels like a game that was released back when iOS was just sort of throw whatever up there, throw a stick on it. And that would be good enough. But that's weird, though, because I still like the game. Like, the core game is still a fun game. Fun game. It's just a very old game. Like, the corridors all look identical with identical-looking doors, so it's easy to get lost. Even if you've been in the area a hundred times, you'd be like, it's still easy, rather easy to get lost. Um, the demons are far less impactful in this game because even though you do negotiate with them, the, go- the negotiations seem far more trial and error than usual. And this is someone who spent a lot of time negotiating with demons, and this one feels even more arbitrary. What they so it really comes down to a case where you have to memorize what not like what one class a demon may like, or what one kind of like type. Like, oh, I know birds are always like this, or oh, the snake demons he won't like it if I do this. There's a sort of kind of logic to it. It's more I have to memorize what this one specific demon may like or may not like, and then sometimes he may contradict that anyway. Ah, uh, that stinks. And the, but the worst part, though, I think the that would be acceptable, but the biggest sin is that the demons don't level up at all. And so they what? feel a lot more – not only do they not level up, but they uh, – So you're best off get, just trying to negotiate with the most powerful demons early on, right? Or just – well, they don't feel like a part of your team. They feel – oh, oh, the other biggest sin is that uh, – you use Magata, uh, Magonite, was it Magata? I forgot the name of it already, but you use Mag to summon demons, but it also, a little bit of Mag is also consumed while you're walking around with demons. So if you have three demons walk that, um, with you at any time, um, you'll you'll maybe drain like five Mag for every step you take. So it sort of creates this incentive loop where you only really use demons when you need them. Like say if you're down a party member or it's a big boss fight and because they don't level up, and because they, you know, they don't learn any new abilities, they don't. There's no reason to keep them around. You're not very attached to them. So, so they're not like, like in SMT three, or even I'm sure in SMT four, demons were valuable team members. You grew to like the personalities. They helped you out in negotiations. You actually liked having them with you. So like when it became time to fuse them into another demon, it was more like, like oh, I don't know if I want to get rid of Jack Frost. He's been with me for so long. Uh, you know what? I'll just let him level up some more. I'll keep him on the team. He's still useful. There's never that. There's ne- that math never goes on in your head. It's just all right. You're not as powerful as you could be. See ya. Mm. It's sort of like Soul Hackers got downgraded. Well, this yeah, didn't well, you of get course. tired of Soul Hackers, Anna? Um, yeah, but it wasn't for these reasons. But mm. yeah, some of the stuff that he's talking about, it's like. Demons require very specific negotiation, and sometimes they'll just throw whatever in your face, even though it's completely opposite to what they normally do. And people in your party can positively or adversely affect who you can bring on board, and demons cost money to maintain and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. I was thinking about this, is that I can easily recommend this to hardcore Mega Ten fans or just people who have been a fan of the franchise for a long time because we've been waiting for this game for like 10 years to finally come out, you know, and it's here and here's your chance to play it. But at the same time, I think as a fan of iOS games or maybe as a fan of just JRPs in general, it's a little harder sell because it's not really designed for the platform. It's not like an, it's not a remake for iOS, sort of like Knights of the Old Republic is easy to recommend to both RPG fans and iOS fans or Android fans. Because it's just a good tablet RPG, right? They did some really smart choices and smart changes to make it better and play on the tablet. So it's not that. 
And it's also, as a casual JRPG fan or RPG fan, I can't recommend it because there are so many games that do everything that this game does, but better. So if you have a 3DS, SMT4 does everything this does, but better with more features and more like quality of life enhancements. If you have a DS, Strange Journey does everything this does, but better. And I'm sure there's other games like Etrian Odyssey or uh, even some of the more recent Persona games that might not... They all do this, what this does, but better. But of course, if you've played all of those already, if you're mm-hmm. a really big Atlas fan or Mega 10 fan, or you've been waiting for this translation for a long time, this is the only place to get it, and the core game is still good. It's just old, and it feels old. Mm. But there's still a lot to enjoy, though. You know, it's still, While I play it, I can see why this game spawned a bunch of successful sequels when sure. i play I, i'm enjoying some of the music i'm i'm enjoying the basic story where i can see the origins but you know the world's been destroyed and now i have to make choices of how do i want to rebuild the world uh you know it's fun it's a fun throwback but you have to bear in mind that even as someone who enjoys all this stuff there's a lot of annoyances that i'm going through but you know as a fan i can put up with them okay so, there you go. Right. It's like five dollars. It's up to you if you're curious to see. Yeah, that's not. Uh, yeah, after all that, it's like you know, it is only five dollars. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah. So let's see what else can we do. I guess we should uh, move on to our. Oh, I muted myself by accident. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, it's true. It's only five dollars, but like as a when you're like sort of I guess for my position I couldn't really take the mo- the, the money into account because everything drops in price I just have to say is this really worth your time at this point ah yeah good point and it is like a 60 hour game <laughs> so you know then again the one thing I will say is that uh, that works in its favor is remember that portrait mode that feels like a feature phone I was talking about yeah the game you can actually play it pretty easily with one hand so if you just want like a 60-hour RPG that you can play when you're at the post office or whatever and just occasionally get a few battles in or do some stuff, it has a really smart autosave feature, which ensures you won't lose a lot of data. Like that's like the one iOS enhancement it has is a good autosave. That is nice. So, so if you can see it this way, it's just maybe you won't beat this game for like six months or eight months, but you slowly hack away at it. And because the story's so light, you won't really get lost. And right. not to mention the fact that it's on a feature phone, I found that will be one of the... I mean, excuse me, smartphone. I found it to be one of the saving graces that at any time I could pull up an FAQ or like a map. So I'm like, where's that damn save point in Shinjuku again? Right, it's over here. Okay. So those two things actually might make it worth it for you. Just maybe maybe you're out and about, play, play a quick thing one-handed, put it back in your pocket and walk away. So there. <sighs> Too much talking. That's no problem. Talking is what you're supposed to do in a podcast, so you're excused. All right, well, that's what we've been playing, so let's jump into the question of the week. Oh, we didn't have one, and all right. So I've got one piece of feedback, and it's awesome. So let me play this for you. It's a, it's a phone call. Um, yeah, see if you guys can figure out what they're talking about. Hi, my name is Vicki Schaefer. Um, I saw the horse Henry online, wondering if you still have him. I'm interested in if you could give me a call back, 608. 608- yeah, I'm going to cut off there for the phone number. So, yes, somebody wants to buy our horse, Henry. 
Um, I don't know what they're talking about. We do not have a horse Henry online. And um, yeah, thank you very much, though, for the call. I'm, I'm glad you're interested. We, we talk about RPGs here, and you can get a horse mount in World of Warcraft, so maybe you can name it Henry. Um, I know no, that Henry is the name of... Um, yeah, Scott Johnson's cat, cat in World of Warcraft, so you're supposed to obey Henry. Yeah, sorry. I, I don't know what they're talking about. So I thought Apparently, that was amusing. <laughs> okay, Google it. All I can find is John Henry, a horse, who had 39 wins and is worth like... Six million dollars. Oh, who earned six million dollars? I would love to sell her that horse <laughs> for like ten million. Yes, I'll give her a deal. Uh, just two million. <laughs> horse Henry, come on! You could put him off the stud. He's worth more than that alone. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good at husbandry, so I I wouldn't have even thought of that. So, all right. Um, I'm just saying. Imagine a bunch of little baby Henrys. That's like five million dollars a piece. Oh, so you think? Well, hey, if the big daddy can win six million over six million, in I just I just don't have wins. room for a horse here, so I'm just going to sell oh. it. it he, oh. The horse would not enjoy our backyard. Hmm. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't lend to his uh, his studying. No, probably I'm not. Pretty sure that there are bylaws in Madison that we're not actually allowed having farm animals inside of. Wouldn't he just die from the snow? Like, <laughs> horses don't die from snow. Plenty of people he does have like your twenty guys, feet of snow every year. Plenty of people have horses around here, and you can see them even in the winter. And they they do know how to stay out of the snow. Usually, you put them in a barn during the snowstorm. Do you have a barn to put them in? That's what I'm saying. Um, no. <laughs> so he would die from exposure. Put him exactly. in the garage. <laughs> Just next to the car. All right, Henry, don't breathe in the fumes. Just stay right there. Well, I'd have to park the car outside. You're cleaning up the poop. Oh, we're not getting a horse. All right. <laughs> Let's jump into the news, everybody. Uh, that's over here. Do, 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 do. Show sidebar. Man, I want to play Strange Journey now. <laughs> I was just playing this game. I was thinking, like, man, this would be so much better if I just had a better map and a better... Ah, oh, I should just go play Strange Journey. Is that how that works? <laughs> well, soon you'll be able to play Mugen Soul Z. It's heading to North America on May 20th. That's a Compile Heart sequel to Mugen Souls. And that's... NIS America is going to be publishing it. Uh, does anyone care? No? Was Moon Souls any good? Uh, I remember Adrian not being terribly impressed last time I was with him and he saw it. But then again, this might be, they might have fixed everything that was wrong with the last one, so I don't know. Do you like Moe Girls? Uh, yeah, I can get down with that. Man, uh, do you like, and then, do you like weird action RPGs? Um, is, is, if the battle system's fun. Maybe you'll like Mugen Soul C. Maybe I like Mugen Souls. I should go find that. Probably for really cheap. <laughs> right? No? I guess so. It is only $5 after all. This is going to be the end of every conversation. Mm. Well, it is only $5. If I can find it for only $5, I think it'd be set. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm figuring out with games becoming cheaper and cheaper, it becomes less of a question of value and how much the game costs and more your time. Because no matter what, no matter how rich you are or how little money you have, the one thing we have in common is limited time. So I guess it becomes more question is, is this game worth the limited time you have to either spend making more money at work with your loved ones like your wife or playing other games, right? Yeah. Hmm. I spend so my time playing other games. Yeah, she does. She does not spend any time with me anymore. She steals my games and then goes plays them. 
It's very disappointing. Well, see, me. Anna made that math in her head. Like, okay, what's worth what's my worth my time? My <laughs> it certainly isn't Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Datalek Entertainment is uh, adding new content to Blackguards. That's that uh, strategy RPG that I tried and then tried again and just could not get into. Um, oh, what are they? It's going to be. It's actually DLC, so it's called Untold Legends. Which wasn't that a PSP game? Untold Legends. Hey, let's be honest. Blackguard is already an incredibly generic title. I just. Are you surprised that their DLC is even more generic? Yeah, Untold Legends. Brotherhood of the Blade was on PSP, The Warrior's Code, and then Dark Kingdom. That was that kind of like action RPG series. So anyway, they're going to call this one Untold Legends. If you purchase a Contributor's Edition via Steam, you get it for free. Everyone else has to pay six bucks or four pounds or five euros <laughs> just to keep it easy. Uh, there's also a new patch for Blackguards, which uh, improves the game's balance, adds ability for players to see their characters hit chances without requiring to level certain talents and the option to display a full battle log including dice rolls so i might reinstall that to see if it makes the game more playable for me um because that game's biggest feel problem for me was that it just didn't feel done so patches might help a lot with that uh child of light uh which may, uh, which someone brought up as a example of a western triple a jrpg which just saying that sounds so wrong in so many levels it's a Western JRPG. Well, no, of course it isn't because the JRPG comes from Japan. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> then, do, how about this? We can fix it in one second. JRPG style, Western RPG. Yes, um, and it's Western, uh, except it's Europe, so it's not North American. But that's probably okay, right? This you'll be soft. So France, right? Yeah. Aren't they French Canadian? Aren't they, they both? Yeah, they're both. Yeah, so I don't know where this one's being made. All right, whatever. The Western-styled JRPG, no, Western JRPG style, Western J-styled RPG. There we go. <laughs> it's got a trailer. It's coming out April 30th on, like, a ton of platforms. Uh, go check it out on our site now. So, did I'm you watch the trailer? I'm excited for this one. Um, All right. Well, I've, been, I've watched the previous ones. I'm watching it right now, and it looks so pretty. You know what? You know what this reminds me of, this animation style and how fluid it is? That uh, 2008 uh, per- Prince of Persia game which I still really like, and I wish they would make a proper sequel to, and I'm sad that they haven't. Uh, and they're not, I'm sure at this point, they're never going to. But, man, I really love these smooth animation games, um, especially Ubisoft. They're just, they have really good animators and color choices and stuff like that. And this is a weird-looking game. Um, I don't know if I would call it, based on this trailer, anything um, remotely JRPG. But, um, yeah, it looks interesting. So it's it's built into like the Rayman Legends engine. Well, they're right? showing the co-op. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably what's going on there as far as why it looks so smooth. Um, but they're showing the co-op, which is you know where one person controls a player and one person controls like a guiding light and activating things on the screen and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I guess since they're not showing the battle system, it doesn't look very JRPG in this trailer. But yeah, it's uh, this is not just like a traditional JRPG. But it looks very beautiful, and I can't wait for it. Well, I think we're harping on the JRPG thing too much. Maybe the guy just said, "I like those style of games. Let me let me give it a go mm-hmm. and make my own yeah, thing." Yeah, absolutely. I just I I the only reason I'm responding so strongly is because a lot of people have been tossing around like this is a this is a proper awesome JRPG coming out now, and it's like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> just want to make people think about that term uh, as applies to this game. 
but yes, it, it looks really cool. Go watch that. Uh, go watch all the trailers for Child of Light if you haven't. You owe it to yourself because uh, the game's only going to be fifteen bucks, and it looks like it's going to be just a beautiful experience. Did they mention what platforms? Uh, like everything. Let's see: um, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, Xbox One, and Wii U, and PC. PC, 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 PC. Cool. Uh, Dark Souls 2 came out since we last podcasted. Uh, none of us have it, right? Yes. So I can't I can't comment on it. I've watched uh, some video content from people playing it. Looks fantastic. Can't wait to get into it after I beat Dark Souls 1. Um, I'll let you know when I finish that. Uh, Divinity Original Sin has a release date in spring of 2014. This is the one that was kickstarted, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so there was um, some early access and Kickstarter beta stuff going on, and they delayed the game a little bit to implement the changes that people suggested from that. And they've got so a big, the second delay. Yeah. Second delay. So they've got a big old trailer talking about spring is coming to make a pun off of uh, Game of Thrones and how their release date is, is uh, now spring, which it is spring now, so whatever that means. Just so you know, spring happened. Uh <laughs> Lies. Witcher 3 was delayed to 2015. Aww. Good. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I'd rather game be awesome than out. Um, that's that's how that always works for me. Especially when they, they move from a very sort of closed structure to a complete open world with yeah, even they, more stuff to do. They probably need more time for a game like yeah. that. So that's fine. And they it got looks, GOG to support them in the meantime. Yeah, and they look so much better than the last game. So between that graphical fidelity and the open world and the he has a boat and a beard and a horse. Take your time. February 2015 is what they're targeting now. So sorry you have to wait so long, but you'll be able to play that. And um, what was the other one? Oh, the new Persona game is 2015, right? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. All of us have, I'm sure, more than enough in our backlogs to keep us busy. I'm already, I'm already <laughs> bemoaning how busy I'm going to be in 2015. <laughs> uh, Van Helsing 2 is going to keep me busy come April 17th, 2014. That's when it comes out, finally. Uh, direct sequel to Van Helsing, which you remember I played through and liked. Um, Anna, you haven't finished it yet, have you? Remember, I can't right oh, now. Right, I need to sit down and... Oh, shoot. <laughs> but then that means that you can't because I've finished my game, right? With... Oh, a different character. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Anna's stuck with... They, they messed up the multiplayer and how it works with progress. <sighs> In the first game. So I have to sit down and walk Anna through the le- the, the rest of the, of the game. So, so if you play multiplayer, only the host gets credit for the story. Yeah. So I was I was like, hey, I should finish Van Helsing because it was okay. And Diablo 3 is going to be getting an expansion and I'll probably never come back to it at that point. So I booted it up and I it was like, here's the intro video. Walk to the first town. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've Mother. Already. Eep. Yeah. So <laughs> So check I, this out. Check this out. You can pre-order Van Helsing 2 right now. <laughs> For 15 bucks, you get a beta key on Steam, the finished PC version of the game on April 17th, the occult bargains perk, which gives you a discount for enchantment prices, magic helmet skin for each class, and a supporter Steam achievement. Alright. For 25 bucks, you get the rare... They're structuring this like a Kickstarter. For 25 bucks, you get all the stuff I just said, plus a mini pet and a rare helmet skin. A rare helmet skin, as opposed to just a helmet skin. For 50 bucks, you get all that other stuff I just said, plus an epic mini pet and an epic helmet skin and every future DLC for Van Helsing 2. So you're banking on there being at least $35 worth of DLC, right? 
for $200. You get all that stuff I just said, plus that rabbit legendary mini pet, a legendary helmet skin, your name shows up in the credits, and a collector's edition box version of the final game that includes a map on a poster and an autographed art limited Van Helsing mouse pad. For $1,000, you are insane, and you get everything else I just said, plus you get to join them as resistance. You will show up with your name and face in the game as a member of the Borgovian resistance. That's right. You're you're paying an eight hundred dollar premium over the previous pack just to have your name and face show up in the in in the game. Or or if you just like that epic pack, forget the legendary pack. Go back down to the epic pack. You can get four of those for hundred fifty bucks instead of paying two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So you can play. You with also your get friends. an award from your bank for being so wasteful. Yeah, and being in such huge credit card debt. So here's I have I this is where you know I have a hard decision. Do I buy the fifteen dollar pack now? Or do I email the lady I met at PAX last year and ask her for a key? Ask her for a key. Yeah. That's what and I then you actually do. have to write something about it, though. Oh, no. I don't want to do that. All right. Then pay the $15. She, when I told her I bought the game, she's like, oh, no, you shouldn't have done that. I, I will send you a key. It was like, oh, well, that's cool. All right. But- will you give it? Will you? Okay. So to make it worth it for her, are you going to A, stream it? And or B, talk about it on the podcast at length. We've yes. streamed it. We'll do both. We streamed the first one. Yeah, we'll do both. <laughs> All right, then go ahead. There you go. Uh, yeah, advertising from yeah. Arky Gamer. All right, cool. Now that I feel my conscience is clean, I can save 15 bucks. Sweet. All right. Uh, incredible. Yeah, we just covered that. And, oh, May has a game called Bound by Flame. I love how we're just going month by month here with releases. Focus Home Interactive, that's the people who published uh, Gone Home, right? No, Focus Home Interactive, if you don't remember, they made uh, the the crappy Mars game, the crappy Game of Thrones game, the crappy... um, Mars War Dogs or whatever, and Game of Thrones, the crappy RPG. Okay, so, sorry. Uh, (laughs) They've got a new game calling Spiders Developed. I guess that's the name of of studio, Spiders? Oh. It's called Bound by Flame. It's uh, going to be released on PlayStation 3, 4, Xbox 360, and PC. Did we skip the Xbox One or is it just not coming to it? On May 9th, 2014. And you, we've got a preview up on our site. And uh, you can see some screenshots. Uh, does this look They crappy? also did uh, Of Orcs and Men, which is also mediocre and kind of crappy. Screenshots look nice. Um, I don't know if the game's any good. but eh. I don't know. Chance? Their their track record so far has been less than stellar. Hmm. And I remember Grim Dawn. Uh, not really. Refresh my memory. <laughs> so, uh, Crate Entertainment is the one who's been working on Grim Dawn. Uh, it uh, the, had a playable alpha back in May of 2013. And now they've released Act 2 on Steam Early Access, which is a large update. So this game still isn't out. <laughs> but they had a big update to the Steam Early Access version of the game. Woo! So Grim Dawn is like a Diablo-style game. Um, oh, right. This is yeah. one of the four. There was Grim Dawn and there was the the other one and the other one. Yeah. So this is the Grim Dawn one. Uh, you can early access it for 30 bucks, or buy it from the official website for $25. Um, that's kind of weird. I guess I would recommend buying it on the official website for 25 <laughs> I don't know why you would buy it directly through Steam for more. Oh, they have they have multiple packs too for their. Pl- I'm not going to read them all to you, but yeah. I know they probably charge more in Steam because they don't want to give they don't want to give up any of their cut to Steam. Yeah. Hmm. 
But apparently you can generate free Steam keys and give them to people if you sell it to them elsewhere. That's interesting. All right, Pillars of Eternity. That's the Obsidian-developed uh, Kickstarter RPG project, Western game, uh, Western RPG, excuse me. It's got a publisher. But this is a weird one. I don't know that they've ever worked together before. Paradox Interactive. And Paradox, if you know, has done a bunch of smaller games like Mountain Blade and stuff like that, right? And Magicka, yeah, they, right? And Magicka, no, yeah. No, no, no. Magicka is published by them, but yeah. not developed by That's them. That's what I mean, though. Paradox is published. Or no, no, no. Games. Paradox both develops and publishes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they publish a lot of these smaller games. Yes. They run Gamersgate.com, right? No. No? Okay. They just post all their stuff, their yes. press copies to Gamersgate. That's yes. what they do. Because yeah. Gamersgate is European, and so uh, is Paradox. Okay. Uh, so other way, it sounds like all they're really doing is marketing and distribution. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Obsidian kickstarted this. Why do they need yeah. a publisher? Um, what's it? Who, uh, Isn't the point of kickstarting to not have to have a publisher? No, no, no. Wasteland 2 also has a publisher. It's for oh. it's to produce the physical copies of the game. Oh, all right. And to do like larger marketing campaigns, so wonder, that they, the, so the developers can focus on making the game. It's right. the people that you send to like uh, the GameStop show and Destination PlayStation. And well, yeah, I mean that's what a publisher does, right? But I, I also thought that they fund the money for development as well. So not necessarily. For, they can for a much larger cut of the game. Yeah. So it sounds right. like these guys are getting a small cut of the profits all from. Right. I'm guessing from the physical copy sold, outside of what they have to deliver to Kickstarter. All right, fair enough. All right, who expected this gauntlet is coming back? That's right, WB Games has announced that they, the people who made Magicka will be making a new gauntlet. Cool. Ooh, I have to see what that means, because I heard that a new Dungeon Keeper was getting made, and then look what happened. Oh, hey, the guy who made that game tried to defend that process on uh, Giant Bomb this week. What did he say? Um... Uh, he didn't do a good job of it. <laughs> oh, it was like a podcast or a... No, they, they was, everyone was drunk talking after GDC on Thursday night. So, so. Oh, I got to hear. Give me a quick explanation. How did he try to defend it? What was his excuse? Well, he explained where they were coming from and and how nobody... <laughs> Let's see. What, what was the thing he said? It's like before the Dungeon Keeper stuff came out, it's like they thought you know, they had a good thing going on and all the beta testers really enjoyed it and they did beta test it a lot and... People were really liking the game and and all that stuff. And then the game came out, and you know the the bad reviews got worse and worse and worse and worse, and to the point where they were, you know, suggesting that the people who made the game and their families should be killed and all that sort of stuff. Um, and you know, after all the bad reviews came out, it, it's apparently everybody on his team turned into like a, a perfect hindsight critic. Like, well, of course we were going to get this sort of reaction. Of course, you know, the way we did this is. Um, but, you know, his justification was, you know, this was, you know, we had Dungeon Keeper and that Dungeon Keeper was always an experience where you had a cursor that simulated a hand clicking on things. Well, that made perfect sense to turn it into a phone game where you directly have your hand clicking on things. Yeah, and I don't see. Yeah, I don't. That's OK. Well, he's, yeah, he's talking about the concept. He's talking about the concept. I get it. Yeah, that's common knowledge. Yeah. So that doesn't explain the part where you crapped on it by <laughs> By doing everything else that you did wrong. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't. He, he didn't defend all that stuff. Um, yeah. So he, he, was he just defending the fact that it's on a tablet? Yeah. Yeah. That's no one was arguing with that. I no know. one had a problem with that part. Yeah, and uh, you know what? You can watch the conversation because I'm doing a terrible job. Of I know, no, but it all, it's just but... funny that he's defending the one part that even people are like, "Oh yeah, I totally play a game like that." There, why not? Anyway, 
I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. It was an interesting conversation, actually, that whole segment, because it was talking about how they had um, the guy from Luftrausers on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's talking about how you can make a great game that's perfectly balanced and then make it ready for microtransactions by, transactions by tripling the grind and uh, selling things to, to speed up the grind. But that means that you're basically taking this great game and inherently making it not a great game in order to support your monetization. And he yep. would never, ever want to do that to one of his games. And that was, it was really good because then you got the guy from EA on the other side of the couch who's had to do this to Dungeon Keeper. <laughs> Just, yeah. Oh, it's so awkward. Except, wait, wait, wait. It's EA, though. So, they, uh, so that grind times 10. Yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> All right, so you can watch the trailer for Gauntlet, decide if this is going to be good or bad. You know, it really depends on whether or not the people who understand... Eh, you know what? Forget that. It depends on whether or not they make a good game. But, yeah. Uh, let's see. Forced, which is a PC game that none of you guys know about, I bet. I have a copy of this. I bought it at PAX. Uh, I haven't played it since I bought it. But it's a co-op RPG where you work together with other people online that you get matched up with to solve puzzles and beat enemies in an action RPG-style game. It's coming to Xbox One. And they don't have a date yet, but uh, it is out on PC already, so that is coming. Uh, Sacred 3 will be out in August, August 26th to be specific. Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. Uh, Sacred 3 is, of course, a Diablo-style game, and you can uh, look forward to that. I actually have a copy of Sacred 2 I want to play through, because I hear that was an awesome game. So, um, yeah, Sacred 3 sounds exciting, don't you think? Or is Reaper Souls just, you know, where it's at for the next year? Hmm. I don't think for the next year, but for me. All right. Well, this is August, so you got some time. Yep. Um, see, a game set in fairy tales, Grim Brothers Fairy Tales to be specific, is coming. Uh, it's an indie game. It's a roguelike RPG called Dragonfin Soup. Um, it takes place on the back of Asura, a giant turtle flying through space, and it's filled with people who are somewhat strange takes on old children's stories characters, uh, including the main character, Red Robin, who is a mercenary drunkard based on Little Red Robin Riding Hood. So <laughs> it's about uh, turn-based exploration and combat, uh, so think Mystery Dungeon style, and yeah. So there's video up for that on our site. You can watch now. And they don't really show gameplay, but they show lots of... Oh, I guess they do halfway through. And yeah, you can look at that. Uh, very mystery dungeon type stuttering advancement through a dungeon and stuff. It looks pretty, actually. Looks uh, looks like uh, it'll be an interesting look. I don't know how it'll be balanced, but yeah. Go check that out. See if you like it. Um, apparently nobody else on the show had seen this. Okay, so Skywind. So there's a trailer for Skywind, which is the fan remake of Elder Scrolls III Morrowind. And that's interesting. How is that not being legally gotten rid of? Uh, because it's a mod for Skyrim. Oh, okay. I misunderstood what it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's using the Skyrim engine to remake Morrowind, which is like two games ago. That's Elder... Which one was Morrowind, Manny? Was that two or three? It was the one on the original Xbox. Okay, so that was probably three. Yeah, Elder Scrolls three. And then Elder Scrolls four was Oblivion. Yeah. So they've got a lot of fly-through of it because they're recreating the land and stuff. So there you go. There's a trailer for it's, it. Um, if you played the expansion, the, the the new island on Skyrim, it goes... It, it's like an offshoot island of oh, the... Yeah? Of the of the black, you know, it has like a lot of the same arch- architecture from Morrowind. Ah, okay, cool. So, 
Warlords of Draenor is probably coming out this fall. Um, this fall and not December? Yes, because des- when does winter start, Anna? Um, December 21st. Oh, okay. What was the date they gave? December 21st. That's December 20th, actually. Oh. Yeah. So Warlords of Draenor, uh, they've started the pre-order for that, so you can go pre-order it. If you buy it now, you get your boost to level 90 right now. So you can have your, your free character getting boosted to level 90 and start raiding with them immediately. Well, I guess you got to gear them up first. Um, so you can start enjoying that and maybe get a character on a friend server that you've been wanting to raid with for a while. Uh, that is an option right now. They've promised that the game will be out by December 20th, which is the last day of fall, which means the game's coming out this fall. Uh, and that means it could be as early as... Well, it could be much earlier, I suppose. It could be any time between now and December 20th. So that is likely sometime between September and December, like normal for their expansions. And yeah, so that is out. And... Um, what's, have they announced the collector's edition? No. Yes. One. Yeah, they've, they've confirmed that there will be a physical collector's edition, um, and, but we don't know what's in it. We do know that the there is a, um, what is it? Uh, a digital deluxe edition that you can pre-order right now. Mm-hmm. So, and what do you get in that? Uh, you get um, a cool version of a mount that I spent years trying to grind for, <laughs> and what that really makes me sad. You get a cool pet, and you get uh, what else? You get Anna. I don't remember. I don't care. They gave me my mount that I already have. Do people still really care about those collector's edition pets as much as they used to? Oh, yeah. People do. Uh, Because with the pet battle system, they're actually really relevant. So, yeah, let me tell you. In the digital deluxe edition, you get uh, the the Dread Raven and the Dread Hatchling, which are basically upgraded version of the Reigns of Anzu um, mount. Um, and one is a petified version. Uh, Starcraft 2 Portraits, who cares? Diablo 3, Grimpola Warsong, it's a banner for Diablo 3, and that is it. That's what you get with your Digital Deluxe Edition, which is a $20 uplift. By the way, Standard Edition of World of Warcraft Warlords of Draenor is $49.99, which is like 10 bucks bucks. more than it used to be for expansions, I think. Hmm. I'm surprised, though, that... um... It seems that they don't have like a special card for Hearthstone or no, a special. It's interesting. No, it's interesting. I bought the. I did pre-order the deluxe edition for Reapers of Souls. And then mm-hmm. I logged into Hearthstone and I got like two or three free packs of cards in Hearthstone. Yeah, that was cool. So I bet you they'll do the same thing here. They they didn't announce that with Reaper of Souls, so um, they might do the same thing oh, here. Chris, that also means that you got uh, the Demon Hunter in. Uh, yeah. Heroes of the Storm when that finally comes out, right? Yep. Yes. I, it does it. Yeah. If you pre-order, you get the Wings of Valor. Yeah. And Diablo Three, and you get uh, the Demon Hunter as an unlock in Heroes of the Storm, so you don't have to pay for her to unlock her or use gold. Oh. I didn't know that. Cool. Um, and we do have a copy of the physical collector's edition coming for Anna's account. And, for you. Well, but still, it's for your. It's the key we're going to use on your account. Yes. So. And, yeah, then we get all the goodies. Cool. Physical and... Do you guys actually use the... Because it seems like... I use the wings. Useful. I use the okay. wings in Diablo 3 because people really like them. <laughs> They're yeah, like, how'd you get those? I'm like, yeah, I pre-ordered. <laughs> because uh, the 
the the new character for Heroes of the Storm sounds very useful, and uh, a, a WoW pet sounds useful. But StarCraft portraits and Diablo banners. Hey, for some people, that's really important. All right. Cool. Huh. cool. Did you know the Digital Deluxe Edition comes with five additional character slots? For what? For Diablo Three. Yeah. Yeah, you get I... three additional slots. Uh, five. Everyone who gets a normal version only gets two. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's kind of weird, value. actually. Um, yeah, but that's oh, but you can upgrade later. Okay, good. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting these digital deluxe editions. They keep them around. You can just upgrade to them. So if you need those slots later and you only bought the standard edition, you still got an option. So you just paid uh, before you had to buy the whole thing. So now yeah. you just paid like a twenty dollars difference. Right. Cool. Right, right, right. And you get a treasure goblin pet for World of Warcraft, which I did get already. Um, they don't mention this Hero of the Storm thing on here. Um, oh, wait. Oh, yes, the- they do. It's just pre-ordering period, even the standard edition. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not in Heroes of the Storm. I don't know when it's coming out. So it's hard to get too excited about that. Oh, yeah. all the same. You have a one unlocked character sitting there waiting for you. That's nice. You know what else is nice? Uh, Nintendo has released a new hub for indie games. So if you go to Nintendo.com slash eShop slash indie, I-N-D-I-E... <laughs> That's we'll a really see. nice website. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's it's not as bad as it could be. But yeah, you get uh, they they're showcasing all the indie games on the 3ds and Wii U, and you can uh, learn more about them and then go buy them in the eShop. I think that's pretty neat. So yeah, no, all right. Yeah, it I has it was cool. um, Soul Saga in it, which I backed on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um. There's. <laughs> I like how it says over 1,000 new classic and indie titles to choose from. So some of the headlines are thinking there's a thousand indie titles. There aren't. <laughs> that includes like um, uh, virtual console games and stuff. But, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, what else we got? Uh, we already covered that. Hearthstone is now out of beta. Yay! Yeah. Um, so you can start playing Hearthstone and not worry about your cards being wiped out. even though they... And apparently a lot of people were actually waiting to hear this because there was still some hangover belief that there was going to be another reset. So apparently card sales kind of went astronomical after this. Hmm. Yeah, so now you can get your, uh, you get your Hearthstone on. It, it is out of beta. Start playing it. Start playing with me. I am... Um, what am I... Nabuo something, 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 something. Yeah, there goes your number too, man. I keep forgetting that. I hate this system. Um, I could just give you my email. You could real ID me. Um, do I care? I don't know if I care or not. All right, so I got to figure that out. Give me a second. But in the meantime, uh, we have uh, we have Star Trek Online is out for the Mac. <gasps> is this what you've been waiting for, Manny, to get back in the game? Hey, you know, we always joke around about what are we going to play together. And some of us are on Macs, some of us are on PC, some of us are on like a tablet or something, whatever. So I'm glad that there's games that are completely cross-platform now. We should all have like Hearthstone parties and we should have Star Trek online parties. Why not? Sure. Um, yeah, why not? Can't we Any more details? It's just good. it's out on the Mac. <laughs> Anna it. wants to play games that are good together, though. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, is uh, The Old Republic cross-platform? I don't know. That's a good question. Can't we play games that are good? I was bringing up the Old Republic because I don't know if you guys heard, but there's a brand new expansion coming out. I did hear. Yeah, yeah. and you can pay to get it early. Yeah. 
Well, we should tell what people – well, what it is is it's a, uh, a new stronghold uh, expansion where you can have a big base and you can customize the base with different trophies and achievements and you can invite all your friends over and you can set up these base on different planets. So you can have one on Coruscant. You can have one on Tatooine. You can have one on – Their expansion some... is player housing. Yep. Woo-hoo. Are you excited for player housing, Manny? You know what? If If – if you if this is the one thing that you've been waiting for for a long time, like man, I just wish I had a place I could. Why not? I'm sure people have Do been waiting for this. You think that's what people have been waiting for? Hey, they got they got ship to ship combat. Yeah. And in a real way, they have they have lots of events, and now they have this. Mm-hmm. What else is there? All right. I'm sure they're working on the next big one after this, right? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather it be like the dance studio where? They say they'll roll it into a big expansion and it never shows up. They trolled people so bad with that at BlizzCon because one of the buildings in the village was a dance studio. Uh. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> Nabuo pound one three six one is my battle tag. N-U-B-U-O pound signed one three six one. That is my battle tag. And I would love to change it, but, you know, you can't change it to something that actually has freaking numbers, but doesn't have numbers, which I hate. That doesn't bother me in the least. It makes me happy that I can actually have the, the name that I want. I don't have to come up with something that I get, whatever, just because some other guy took it and has never played again. Wait, What? I'm complaining about battle tags and Manny's defending it. Oh. Not really defending. No, I'm just saying it's not defending. I just – I have the opposite position. I'm like, oh, you you don't understand battle tags and rank. No, I'm just saying I like that I can pick whatever name I want to. That's great. You it's can't. really not the case. You can't though. Yeah, you can. You can and then you get a bunch of crappy numbers on the end. Everyone gets numbers on the end though no matter what. Yeah, but that sucks. I really don't like the numbers because it makes it hard to tell people what your tag is. And if it gets in the way of the social connectivity that the battle tag is meant to serve. If pause eh. is taken, I'll figure out another nickname. Mm-hmm. Eh. For me, if like my real friends that I actually care about, I'll just give them my email and then that's it. It's done. And now I have them as a friend on every single one of my Blizzard games. Mm. I mean, that's why it was never an issue with any of you guys. I just said, let's just be real ID friends. We did it once and we've been friends on every game ever since. And it was done. I guess sometimes you don't want to give your you don't want to give it to people you don't really know, so it's fine. A couple of numbers and a name. Don't worry about it. Oh well, different perspectives. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Alright, let's see. What what else we got? We uh so Star Trek Online is how we got on that from Star Trek. Oh, roguelike. Oh wait, we talked about this. Um, Swordsman. Swordsman. That's what we want to talk about. This is a perfect world entertainment, martial arts inspired MMORPG. So I guess they saw how badly that other one did. That one gently <laughs> pimping it. Uh, I don't know. The game's beat. So this is called uh, Swordsman. It's based on the written works of Louis Cha, also known as Jin Yong, and will run on the Angelica 3 engine. Players will explore the grand martial arts world and attempt to master their fighting skills as one of the ten different classes during the Ming Dynasty era. So, yeah. You can register for the beta now, and hopefully it'll be better than the last martial arts game, whose name I can't even remember right now. That's the one that we had the big full playthrough up from um, 
E3 two years ago. You know, I heard that game did really well in China, though. It probably did do really well in China because there aren't a lot of games serving that market where the martial arts stuff is so big. And Jet um, Li. Everyone likes Jet Li over there. I like Jet Li, and, but that's not enough to make me play a bad game. So I want to see this one. Oh, so they got this trailer, and there's no, like, um, aside from a ship being torn apart by ribbons, they don't have any um, uh, gameplay. So, yeah. See how that goes. This is awesome. Anna clued me in on this one this week. In the World Cup, Japan has chosen as its soccer team's mascot, Pikachu. Pika Pika. So Pikachu will be leading the World Cup team or being the mascot for the World Cup team for Japan um, in the World Cup this summer from June 12th to July 13th. So look for lots of Pika. And there's like this great picture on the Polygon article of like all these Pokemon dressed up in soccer uniforms. So I don't know if they've created some animation stuff to support that. But yeah, that's really cool. Or maybe you don't care. If you're done with Pokemon, I guess you don't care. But I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, there you go. So lots of Pikachu in a soccer uniform. So, which is a shirt, if you're wondering. Right. Nobody cares. All right. Persona 3 film. They had, a, they, had the, they had a film in Japan already. They're getting a sequel. Are we ever going to get them, you think? Oh, I, who knows? You should be watching. <laughs> Thank you. Does Funimation... <laughs> did Funimation localize it? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. <laughs> so, three U.S. release film. It just sounds... That just sounds exactly what, like, an anime video company's, like, tagline would be. You should go, go on. You should really be watching. You see, Japanese animation is actually yeah, quite high quality and made for... Okay, a- okay. It's not out here yet. Sorry. <laughs> just to cut that off a little. <laughs> you should be watching. And let's see. Koji Igarashi, the guy made all the cool Metroidvanias for, like, GBA and stuff, and has been doing Castlevania for forever. He left Konami. He did a talk at GDC this year and mm-hmm. actually used the term Metroidvania. <laughs> That's funny. And the cool thing is, is it turned out that the um, influence behind Castlevania Symphony of the Night was actually Zelda. Nice. Yeah. So it should be Zelda Void Mania. Zelda Void... Zelda Vein Mania? Zelda Void Manoid. I don't know. All right. Uh, I think he's going to leave and start doing more, you know, Metroidvania games, though. So that's good, right? Um, Sort of like uh, what's the name did with Capcom? Because they're kind of moving the series... Yeah, because they're kind of moving the series away from that at Konami. So... I I thought they were done with the series. Oh, after Lords of Shadow, they're just done with Castlevania? That's what that Vinny Caravelle has been saying, right? I don't think so. I think, well, that's the end of that trilogy, though. Yes, but I sure. don't think that they'll just suddenly stop making Castlevania games. It's a huge... Oh, I mean, but for the foreseeable future, they're going to take a little break, right? I don't think so. I hope so. so. <laughs> I don't know, though. I mean, it depends on how long they take putting together a new head of the Castlevania production and what sort of... They need a break make. no matter what, though. Especially if Iga's going to go off on his own and kickstart something that much better. Right. They need to regroup. Well, if you need to regroup, uh, PAX East looks to be a good place to do it. Uh, You can go to PAX East. When is that? Um, April April. 11th through 13th. 
And you can play a bunch of Blizzard games because they're bringing Diablo 3 for PS3, Hearthstone no, I- no, on iPad. No, they're not. Diablo 3 for PS4, sorry. Yes. That's what I meant. I just misspoke. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's a big deal because they're not bringing it for ne- for last gen. They're only bringing it for current gen. Yeah, yeah. So they're bringing in Diablo 3 for PS4, Hearthstone for iPad, and more, whatever more is. Um, for- Which is probably going to be... Draenor. Um, no, I don't think they're going to bring Draenor, but yes. they might bring... No, they announced they're bringing oh, okay. Draenor. Um, <laughs> what about they... Heroes of the Storm? Good question. Yeah, that's a question mark. Um, Diablo 3 yes, Xbox One is, I think, the question mark. Yeah, they probably won't ha- demo it on Xbox One. But, but that's okay. They'll probably start matter. answering questions about it. Eh, maybe. All right, so... Speaking of Microsoft... What? What'd they say? Their VP left. Yeah, bye-bye, Mark Witten. <laughs> In the continual exodus of everybody responsible for the Xbox One, Mark Witten is left. <laughs> He's going to Sonos, which is the people who make the, the radio, the wireless radio streaming thing to put all over your home. Yeah. Um, so you the, can, stereo system, not radio. But yeah. The everything is online, get over it guy did a talk at GDC again. Um, yeah. What was his talk? This talk will be online later. Get well, Adam Orth? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did another talk about how vitriolic the online community is. Then don't be a dick to the online community. It won't happen. He wasn't being a dick to the online community. He was making a sarcastic comment to a friend that everybody read. That's what Twitter is. It's very public. Yes. And I think that he chose his words very badly. I don't think that what, he should okay, have had no, to change No, no, no. We are not talking about Adam Orth's comments from two years ago right now. <laughs> well, yes, he gave another talk at GDC. I hear it was good, and you can go check up on it if you really want to. Um, actual news came out of GDC, though. Yes. Check this out. Project Sony finally announced their, Orpheus. Yeah, their VR headset, and it's coming to PS4. And um, EVE Online people have announced that uh, EVE Valkyrie is coming out for PS4 via this Project Morpheus. So they, they are... They jumped off the Oculus and no, to Morpheus, right? No, no. The Oculus is for PC. They're oh. going to be on, exclusive to the Oculus on PC and exclusive to the Morpheus on consoles. Ah, okay. I misread when they said exclusive. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, everybody did. So like, well, that was really only a PC exclusive. It sounds like they kind of had to backpedal wiggled on, on that yeah yep. <laughs> so yeah that that's so eve valkyrie which is like the only good game anyone has actually made for these things <laughs> it sounds but from what i hear i haven't even had a chance to try it so hopefully that's the case uh we covered that already diablo 3 has servers live in australia now um sorry i didn't condense all the blizzard news this week to one <laughs> section i should have done that silicon um, noob will be happy yeah, if you need some local servers. Final Fantasy XIV is... Yeah, you know, that was an issue when Diablo Three came out, didn't it? Yeah. They didn't have Australian servers. They didn't have complained. any Oceanic servers. Oh, man, I'm glad they finally got some servers. Um, there's a big talk that I, I'm just going to tell you to go look up um, from from GDC, where the director of Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, Naoki Yoshida, gave a full behind-the-scenes of why the first version of fourteen failed and what they had to do to pick up the pieces to bring out the current version of fourteen, which is doing well. I like how some people have titled this uh, talk, Final Fantasy fourteen failed because our flower pots were too beautiful. <laughs> well, they may have been focusing on the wrong things. 
<laughs> That's the title of the talk. <laughs> um, it's the title that a bunch of news outlets are using. So it should. It's. I'm sure it's something that he said or has on a, on a slide at some point. And I'm sure that it was very tongue in cheek, but people, of course, take it quite literally as always. Hmm. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's. Oh, we covered that already. Oh, I'm out. Of, I'm out of stories, guys. I have a story. Go for it. Chris tried Kinder Surprise eggs for the I first did. time this week. Mm. And now we have three Barbie bracelets. Mm. Yeah, thanks. All right, can you speak way. English for the rest of us? <laughs> for the Americans. So um, these are European in origin, but um, they're available widely in Canada. So this is an egg that um, is half milk chocolate and half white chocolate. So it's a layer of milk chocolate on the outside, a layer of white milk, uh, white chocolate on the inside. And you, there's like a little seam in the chocolate. So you split the chocolate in half and you eat the chocolate. And inside of the egg is a teeny tiny, um, like bullet container, um, like a, a plastic pod. And you pop that open and there's a toy. And obviously these are intended for very small children. They're freaking delicious. And because they're not available in in the U.S., they were part of a massive haul of um, candy that I brought with me last year when I moved to the U.S. So. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, Just some reminders. Uh, The email address will actually be going down for two weeks starting today. So that th- I I messed up and didn't do it last episode, but now we're doing it. So don't send us emails for the next two weeks. Um, send us voicemails though six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight. Just a reminder: we do not have any horses for sale. Six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight. No horse, no horses. Six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight. No equines. No farm animals. No livery of any sort. Um, in a, uh, let's see, we can tell you to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rpgamer. You can check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash rpgamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. And you can follow Anna Marie, who will be streaming this week on twitch.com slash, twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Yay. Um, she's streaming RPGs all the time. And what else we got going on? Uh, any new site features or anything, Manny, that we need to pimp? Wait, why is the website, uh, why is the thing down really quick? Uh, to reduce spam, I'm going to take the address offline because I'm getting 500 spam messages a week to podcastrpgamer.com. So one technique of reducing spam is to take the message offline permanently and have it send true bounce messages back to their servers. And then uh, some services, some spam things will actually stop emailing that address. So we're going to see if that works. We had reviews in the last couple of weeks that we should probably talk about. Uh, what are they? Um, Let's pimp we, them I think fast. we talked about the South Park Stick of Truth review. Yeah. Um, Did we? When? Two weeks ago. Two weeks oh. ago. Okay. I mean, what's... Yeah, that was the eighth. But since then, um, we also had a review for Atelier Eschatology. Esca and Lodgy. And... Uh, Might and Magic 10 Legacy. Yes. And that's all I see. Well, we, had a, we had a preview. We had an impression for 10 and 10 too. Okay. Those are more reviewish impressions, though. You know, for, like, stuff that already has, like, official reviews. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's actually pretty short, though. 
Um, so um, we're going to have a review very shortly for Witch in the Hundred Night. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound positive. <laughs> Look forward to that review. I have a code. I'm not sure if I'm going to want to stream it. So I'm going to do some research online about some stuff. But um, apparently there's enough rape jokes in it that I'm probably not going to want to stream it. So Let's we'll not end on that I... bombshell. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, next week is going to be Reaper Souls week, so I'm sure you guys are going to be playing a lot of it. Oh, yeah. So maybe join us in the – I don't know. Send us either – Respond in the forms to this post or send the voicemail and talk about your experience with the Reaper of Souls, Loot 2.0, the new Crusader class, Act yes. 5. Yeah, because sure it's we'll, out oh. this week. Yay. Yeah, I'm probably going to stream some of it, but yeah, uh, we'll, it depends no, we'll on when stream the, some of that, yeah, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. It, it depends on when the physical copy shows up. Yeah, you should get that on Tuesday. Hopefully. Yeah, they, they should be good with that. Um, yeah, look forward to Diablo 3 stuff and um, look for me on Battle.net. And what's your battle tag in? Do you know? Um, yeah, you I think know. it's pause nineteen seventy three. All right. Well, let's post. Like a, we'll post them all on the twitters this week, so yes. you can all pause nineteen seventy three. There is an RP gamer community that I created in Diablo three, so you can join that. I have an RP gamer clan that I'll add people to if they want to just request an invite to. Um, the clan is a little different than the community in that you see the other clan players' games, so you can just jump into them. Um, the community is if you just want to kind of chat with other RP gamers and don't really want to see our games and want to be in your own clan. Yep. So and you, you could can... be a member of multiple communities, but you can only be a member of one clan at a time. That is right. So uh, we'll check all that. We'll we'll be all into that this week. So look forward to that. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week at rpgamer.com/live. Oh, I lied. My battle tag is paused. Um, hashtag 1943. Uh, That's a better year. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we'll see you next week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at rpgamer.com slash live. Thanks for following us. And uh, we're out. Bye, everybody. Pause at 1943. The war in the Pacific heats up. Stay tuned for more updates. <laughs> da, 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 da. Not that kind of war in the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs>